Welcome to the Retirement Clinic with your host, Jeff Kowal, from the Kowal Investment Group, the Retirement Specialists. The clinic is open. Welcome. The Retirement Clinic weekends on WIBA Madison and WISN in Milwaukee. I am joined by Jeff Kowal, your host for the program. Jeff, good morning to you. Good morning, Paul. How are you? I'm fantastic. I, I, I really am. It's a nice day. I, I had a day off yesterday, Jeff, and it was, I don't know, 77, 78 degrees in Cedarburg. You know, That's did great. some yard work and had the sun on my back. Oh, it just felt good. Our, our peers are getting in today for the league, so it, I'm all excited about that too. So if the it, it is well, then if the peers are going in, that means your boat's right around the corner, you right? Yeah, not far behind. Are they allowing people to go on the lake? You know, there's no big policing. Yes, <laughs> and yeah, we see boats full of people going, and we have for a month now. Oh, you have? Okay, and, good. Yeah, I'm sure there hasn't been any social distancing, and nobody's been um, picking anybody up for it. Good. Now, let people get outside. We need it, Jeff. We need the sun, the vitamin D, the fresh air. Um, Absolutely. I'm, I'm, I'm all for that. Good for you. Well, also joining us today, and we hear John White on the Market Reports uh, Monday through Friday on both stations, ISN and WIBA. They do business reports for both stations. Good morning, John White. Welcome back. Good morning. Thanks good. for having me. Yeah. You, you, nice to have you, too. We got a lot to do today. In fact, uh, Jeff, I'll let you kind of... Lay out the agenda for the show. I know we've got the boss segment coming up, the sexy segment coming up, that we focus on business owners and their retirement. Uh, we can take text during the show. If you've got any question, grab your phone and use the AccuNet Mortgage Talk and Text Line. It's the number that everybody calls in on, 799-1130. It's 414-799-1130. Text us your questions. But, Jeff, you and John have a lot to talk about. Yeah, you bet. Um, uh, John's been with us for a number of years already, and so he's a good professional, knows his stuff. He'll be handling uh, quite a bit of today's show. Um, Monday through Friday, we do the business reports on uh, WISN at 3 o'clock and 5 o'clock news blocks. And then at 4.55 on WIBA in Madison, uh, we give you a minute, and John's a vital part of that, give you a minute what's going on in the market. Uh, whether the, the, the earnings report, which are going to be ugly, and it's going to affect the markets, uh, ed, uh, uh, employment report, uh, whatever happens, if, if Trump, President Trump is putting together a China deal, that affects the markets on a daily basis. We give you an idea what's happening that day. And then we wrap it up with the Dow, the S&P 500, and tech-heavy NASDAQ every Monday through Friday, 3 o'clock and 5 o'clock news blocks on WISN and the Mark Belly Show. They have 455 on WIBA in Madison uh, with Vicki McKenna. Today, I want to start with um, a little bit of when people get back to work, but then we're going to have uh, Aaron's Boss Minute. Um, uh, we also have the sexy segment. And Paul, this one, you always like horror stories. This one happened in, um, I think it was either Appleton or Oshkosh, and it's the nice family that the son did not turn out to be so nice. So, <laughs> the, the sexy segment later on is going to be an interesting segment. I I don't know what it is about my personality, but I do like stories uh, that I don't know why because we can learn from them. Maybe like this is what well, not this one to we do. Can definitely learn from. Absolutely, this one's going to be very good. Um, but let me start with you know people are getting back to work. Uh, and what's happening with the high unemployment and and uh, a lot of individuals losing their jobs when they get back to work. 
um, they may have to take a cut in pay. There is a special provision in the CARES Act that addresses that, that, that if you're directly affected with coronavirus, that you can get $100,000 from your IRAs and 401ks and have the taxes paid over three tax years. That's one way of doing it. Another route is by exercising 72T, and I want to talk about that a little bit. That's a uh, uh, if you're if you if you're under age 59 and a half and you have to take money out of your retirement plan, of course you have to pay taxes on it, but you also have to pay penalties on it. It's 10% federal penalty and a 3.33% state of Wisconsin penalty. So you have to pay the penalties. Well, how do you get the money out? What we see a lot of times is that, um, you know, as an example, if you had a, a job that's paying you $100,000 a year before the coronavirus hit and you lost your job, but now you're getting back in the workforce and you have to take a job for 70000 a year and you still have kids, you still have a mortgage payment, you need 100000 but you're making seventy. can you take $30,000 a year out of your retirement plan? You can, but there are very strict rules. Let me talk about that a little bit. This is a Kippinger's retirement report. Um, the company Downsizing, this was very popular in the 90s. It was called Downsizing or Right Sizing. Happened again around 2008. Um, and they, uh, they lost their job, had to take out money from the retirement plan. But as I mentioned, there are penalties. So to meet living costs from day to day, uh, he that from the job he left, he had to start taking money out. You could take it out via 72T. It's an Internal Revenue Code. It's also called SEPP, S-E-P-P, which is substantially equal periodic payments. Substantially equal periodic payments. Let's retirement account owners avoid the 10% penalty and 3.33% state by taking equal payments from your IRA for at least five years unless the owner earns uh, uh, turns age 59 and a half, whichever is later. Let's back up. Let's say you want to take money out of your retirement plan. You have a half a million dollar retirement account. You could take out about three and a half, say 3% per year, so $15,000 a year from your retirement account. But the problem with it is that you have to take that out each year for five years or 59 and a half, whichever is later. What do I mean by that? If you're 53 and you need to take money out of it, you have to continue those payments till age 59 and a half because age 59 and a half is later. If you're 56 years old, I mean, it's 59 and a half. If you're 56 years old, you have to take out for five years to age 61. So it's five years, age 61, or 59 and a half, whichever is later. So that's it. And you can't change the payment. But it should be used as, a, as an outlet of last resort. It's very rigid. You can't let it go wrong. You can't vary it. There are there are a couple of different options. It's amortization or annuitization. But for somebody who's um, really in in, um, in dire straits, not in dire straits. If you got a job back, you're working your way back into the workforce, but you had to take a cut in pay. Can you take money out of your retirement account? As I mentioned, the CARES Act is one way if it's directly as a result of COVID. But once you start the 72T payments, you must keep them for five years or 59 and a half. But it's a great option. It, it, you know, there's an advisor in Asheville, North Carolina, consider 72T as a bridge to get you over a difficult period where you have no other option. Yeah. 72T is attractive. 
because there's no penalty feature. Again, you have to remember, you still have to pay the taxes on it, but you don't have to pay the penalties on it. Have there any indications, Jeff and John White, if you want to chime in, that you guys see that people, I mean, this would be last resort, but desperate times call for desperate measures. I, I've been furloughed or I lost my job entirely. We've got no income or maybe I'm a small business owner. My business is closed. I've got no revenue. Therefore, I'm going to tap into my 401k, even though I know I'm going to pay massive penalties. Have you heard any stories about that? John, you want to... I mean, so far, I have not heard any stories of people doing that. Um, but certainly, this is exactly what the CARES Act was designed to do, is to help people that are in, yep. are in financial difficulty and give them the reprieve from that early withdrawal penalty. Um, but personally, I have not. Jeff, and yeah, that's, well, we what, did. that's why the CARES Act was, I mean, that's why they came out with it, to avoid those kinds of decisions. You certainly would advise against that, right? Yes. Uh, no, again, there are some strategies. We had a, a client of ours mention this to us. I thought it was pretty astute. If you are directly affected by it, and you can take $100,000 out of your retirement plan, again, there are six criteria that you have to meet, one of the six for you to, in other words, you got the COVID, your spouse got but you could take $100,000 out of your, this is a different strategy, $100,000 out of your retirement plan. Um, and in theory, you could put that because they're not going to check up on whether you're using it for living expenses. But let's say you don't need it for living expenses. You could drop that into a brokerage account. The key advantage to that is that then you could spread that tax out of over three tax years, uh, this year and the next two, plus you're not paying penalties on it. Plus, if you have that $100,000 that you put into a brokerage account, that grows a capital gains tax rate. So there are some planning strategies with it. We do encourage you not to take money out of your retirement plan. It's designed, it's set there for a reason, that you don't, um, you, you want to be safe. You want to make sure that you take care of yourself and your spouse first. You can't help your kids. You can't help others unless you take care of yourself first. If you don't plan for your successful retirement and start rating it early, that's not a good sign. And then it could potentially destroy your successful retirement. That is right, Jeff. And we are starting to see, in fact, I'm looking at your website, which is thekowalway.com. You want to check it out, thekowalway.com, K-O-W-A-L. All the locations are on there, um, all the services you guys do, links to the radio shows. And I know you're all over social media and Instagram and Twitter and all of that. But I, I see a lot of good articles, Jeff, on things like the stock market is not the economy. And sometimes we tie those two together. So I see the Dow is either down or up for the day. And instantly, I think well, that's a sign that the economy is either down or up. And that's not necessarily the case. That's a great point. You're absolutely right with that. And investors are looking at what the economy, economy is going to look like six months and eight months from now, not today. The, uh, the markets will react on a day-to-day basis, up or down, depending on what reports come, come out, if Congress is going after the president. Things like that will be on a day-to-day basis. is going to drive the market volatility. But they're looking. investors are already looking at going back to school in the fall. They're looking at spending their um, uh, their checks, the stimulus checks, and hopefully another, and maybe another round of stimulus checks. Uh, they're looking at Christmas and uh, uh, retail sales at that time. Also looking at uh, oil prices and other things that are positive. You know, when you look at futures, oil futures at thirty-five dollars a barrel for December. 
delivery. So that means if it's, if oil's around twenty three dollars a barrel now, yep. that they're anticipating that that the economy is going to be back, that uh, commerce is going to be moving again, that you know they're going to be able to unload those uh, tankers um, uh, uh, that are offshore now, because people are going to be traveling again, vacationing and and um, using oil again. So all those things are signs of the economy. The markets on a day-to-day basis might not reflect that. Yeah, local. I mean, sometimes we have our blinders on because we just we live in Wisconsin and we look at our own state. What's going on with the state Supreme Court ruling? And half the basically most of the state is open, but you get Dane and Milwaukee County still shut down. But I'm doing a summer vacation, Jeff. We're going to get up and out, and whether or not sports continues, we're going to leave that up to the leagues and the NBA. And uh, my feeling is this: the the Bucks did win the championship. That's how I'm viewing it. <laughs> yeah, good luck with that one. But they had the I'm best sure record. They actually, cra- they had the best record. They're not going to be crowned champions, though. So yes, they definitely had the best record. And being a homer as I am as well, I could go for that. In uh, in my book, they will be champions unless they finish this. They can still go back and do a playoff series. We'll keep an eye on that in baseball and football. And you're right, school and in fall, will they be going back? My own daughter is going through a virtual ceremony today with Whitewater, and we're going to be doing the graduation via Facebook Live. So that's a these are new times we're living in, Jeff. Oh, absolutely. Um, so hey, we're going to break. The Boss Segment, that's for business owners' savings and security with Aaron Kowal. That's coming up next. And then John White's got some great information and some pieces for us on the Retirement Clinic on WIBA Madison. And WISN Milwaukee, Jeff Kowal, your host, will be right back. Welcome back to the Retirement Clinic on WISN. I'm Aaron Kowal with the Boss Minute, business owner's savings and security. It's about owning your retirement, not just your business. Many business owners who are considering selling their business and retiring are worried they won't be able to for years due to COVID-19. But that's not necessarily the case. Investors with capital are always looking for opportunity. Main Street valuations historically trade within a 10% range, and the majority of advisors see today's market as a seller's market for businesses valued between $2 million and $5 million. While it will be challenging to sell businesses that have temporarily closed during the pandemic, it is an opportunity to look for businesses that innovated during the pandemic, and as many valuations are based on historical financial data. If they reopen their business and recover, many owners will be able to position their business for sale. If you're looking to sell your business in the next year or two, there are a few things you should do. Be honest about your current situation. Business owners generally sell because they're burned out, ready for retirement, or experiencing health challenges. It's important to ask yourself if it makes more sense for you to sell at your current valuation or if you need or are willing to put up more work into it. Clean up your finances. Have your CPA help you with the books so you can give the true picture to potential buyers. And identify risk factors that could prevent a sale. Consider factors such as slow-moving inventory, outdated employee policies, and low-margin customers or products. It's important to identify these red flags early as you will be able to smoothly transition the business to the new owner. The earlier you pinpoint any risk factors, the more quickly you can fix them. Some buyers are willing to purchase businesses that are in distress or require a turnaround if they think it has potential. And last, test your operations. Before putting your business up for sale, make sure it's possible for someone else to manage it. Buyers want to know they'll be able to successfully run a newly acquired business. Anything you do to improve operations and help your business run more smoothly is an investment in your future and will give you an edge when it comes time to sell. 
If you're considering selling your business and need some guidance, give our office a call at 262-522-4040 or visit thekowalway.com. That is Aaron Kowal, a weekly segment we call the Boss Segment Business Owners Savings and Security. And real quickly, before we get to our discussion with John White and your host, Jeff Kowal, Jeff, you work with a lot of business owners. They also need a retirement plan. Absolutely. And you know, this has been tough on, on business owners in a lot of ways, not just the fact that their businesses may, be, may have been closed down. And for some reason, it's insulting when they say that, you're, you, that my business is a non-essential business. Uh, you know, ours is, of course, but uh, others, for anybody to say it's non-essential is nuts because it is essential for that family. Um, but but if you're looking at selling your business, as Aaron mentioned, we help with that as well. So. Uh, we give our office a call if there's anything we can help with and making sure that you have a retirement plan that the value of your business doesn't turn out as nicely as you would, or even if it does, that you have a retirement plan in place uh, for when you do want to walk away from your business. Um, I want to bring John. Oh, sure, go ahead. No, I was just going to mention your website is thekowalway.com. If people want to get in touch with you, Jeff, let's give out your phone number for your, your office, too. And I know you're doing a lot of virtual meetings these days, a lot of phone calls. So let's give out your phone number. Yeah, on our website, we talk about our virtual meetings. But our phone number is 262-522-4040. We still have an 800 number, 877 but that 262-522-4040 number will work anywhere, even in Middleton or even in Illinois. <laughs> <laughs> On that note, John, let's, let's, <laughs> yeah, let's, let's talk to John. John had a couple of things. We have a webinar coming up. He's got some interesting insights. So, John, take it away. Yeah, I got I got to do a plug-in for our Facebook page and uh, our Twitter account, which is at Coal underscore Invest as well. Uh, so, you know, we're we're definitely present uh, on the good old internet there. Um, you know, you were just mentioning how important it is to have a good retirement plan for business owners, and uh, you know, one of the one of the main facets of a good financial plan is an investment philosophy that you adopt and believe in. And this is something I've been seeing a lot of recently, where people are, of course, very concerned with the economy and the markets. And what I'm finding myself doing more these days is coming back to the whole, why are you investing? Um, and really kind of drilling down and getting to the core of, of a good financial and investment philosophy. And it really is something you have to believe in. Um, and so I've kind of created this little equation. Um, I'm not sure if I can take any credit for it, but it's a simple equation that really um, will, will keep you on a, a path of, of a solid retirement philosophy. And that is quality investments plus time in the markets, plus discipline will equal success. Um, and so I can break each one of these down. So quality investments, that's, that's quite straightforward. Working with a financial advisor and basically creating a model of investments that will get you to your goal. And that, that talks about risk tolerance, your time horizon, and picking the investments that marry up with, with those uh, variables. Um, the time in the markets piece Really, that speaks to today. Um, when the market is down and uh, investor sentiment is low and people are feeling anxious, this is where you have to really kind of stick to uh, the philosophy that you have for your financial plan. Um, and so with that in mind, you know, we have a capitalist system. Um, Adam Smith, one of the first economists that really talked about this, you know, capitalism is basically people that act out of their own self-interest. 
Um, and so when we look at capitalism, if we look at publicly traded companies out there, and this includes the United States, emerging markets, and international stocks, uh, as of the last quarter of 2019, the total market value of all of those companies was $54 trillion, $233 billion, $500 million. Um, now, here's the interesting thing is that of that amount, it is excluding small businesses. Um, so in the United States, small businesses account for 44% of gross domestic products. And it's almost half the economy. So when you see the market and the economy are different, that's completely true. Um, almost half of the United States is small business owners. And of those small businesses, two-thirds of new jobs are created by small business owners, not these big corporations that we invest in on public traded exchanges. Um, so it's just very interesting. So w what it's shown is that you know, capitalism works. Um, people invest in quality companies that make products and services that people want to buy. And when things are going down, you have to kind of come back and go, okay, is this company still making whatever product it's making? And are people still buying it? Um, obviously, you're looking at the profitability of the company. You're looking at the company's future goals. Um, and all of this, of course, is being challenged right now with what's going on. Um, but this is where the time in the market and, and the belief that capitalism does work will serve you well when things aren't going the way we want them to. Um, and of course, fifty-four trillion dollars—that's a—that's a chunk of change. And you, you're talking about the the discipline now. You're talking about staying in the market now. Yes, and that's uh, covered quality investments plus time in the markets. The discipline piece is actually broken into two segments. So the first discipline piece is that hopefully you're still investing in these in these companies, even though things are going down. And, and of course, that can be very difficult right now, but having a disciplined dollar-cost averaging strategy where every time you get paid, you're putting a little bit of your paycheck into these investments and, keeping, and having the discipline of keeping that going. Because it can be very easy to go, okay, you know, I'm going to cut back. Um, what we try and do is encourage people to fit their investments within their budget. And, of course, that can be difficult. Um, but having that discipline, especially when things are done, because, of course, Warren Buffett said it best. He said, of course, he says a lot of things really well. Um, but he said, I like to buy stocks just like I, buy I like to buy my stock, uh, socks on discount. <laughs> and we're discounted right now. Stocks are cheap. And so even though times are tough, it's still a really good idea to keep that discipline going of staying invested and keeping on investing. Do you think Warren Buffett actually looks for deals on his socks? I bet he does. Oh, it wouldn't surprise me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it wouldn't surprise me at all. Um, and he still has a, a Coca-Cola and a, a cheeseburger every day. He's he's a pretty simple guy yeah. when it comes to that kind of stuff. Yep. <laughs> um, and, and, you know, the, the other discipline part is just simply what I've spoken about is that having the discipline to stay invested into your allocation, that you work with – you create this allocation with a good financial advisor. You know, that's what we're doing day in and day out for our clients is making sure that the allocation marries up to their goals – so they have the final outcome, which is success. And people define success differently when it comes to retirement planning. For some people, it's, I'm not going to run out of money in retirement. I'd say that's the main one. Um, for other people, they want to pass on assets to their children. That's a success to them. Um, you know, from, from my vantage point, I think success is that you have a return that's higher than inflation. And it's kind of a very boring outcome, I'd imagine, for most people. But if you're beating inflation, that means that you're retaining your purchasing power as time progresses in your retirement plan. And you will have enough assets to last you throughout your retirement. Um, so kind of 101 basics here. But, you know, sometimes the basics can be so basic that we kind of overlook them. <laughs> um, 
So we want to make sure that we're reminding people of, of why it's so important to stay invested and have that discipline. Those stats um, that you mentioned, John, and Jeff, you mentioned ca- this is 2019. You sent me the link, uh, John. It's fascinating how yes. capitalism works. The total market value over $54 trillion. The number of employees, just under $65 million. The countries of operations, 195 Right. And, you know, capitalism works. Um, and, you know, basically it's just showing that if you have a system in place like this where we allow companies to flourish and, and don't overburden them with uh, regulation, um, that, you know, obviously they, and they're making innovative products that people want to buy. I mean, it just creates a, a bountiful environment for most people. Um, and so, you know, that's, that's why you have to have this belief that so long as we have private property rights and we have capitalism – um, that, you know, you have everything, you have all the recipe for success if you stay invested. If, and that's a big if, because a lot of people, when the market is going down, will want to abandon the philosophy and the investment strategy. And, of course, that's the time where you have to hold on the tightest yeah. um, and, nope. and, and believe in, in what's going on out there. So uh, it's kind of a word of encouragement to everyone out there, but also just kind of a, a revisit of the 101 basics of investing. Um, and obviously a very integral part of, of a solid financial retirement plan. Jeff, I love what John White is saying, a reminder of basic capitalism 101 stuff, not socialism, right? Point out a country with that socialist that works, right? Yeah. There is you none. You won't find one. There is none. Uh, but there, there are two things that John mentioned, and one, there are two separate phases. One is the accumulation phase, that you don't, you know, buying your socks on sale. People run to Kohl's with their coupons and coupons to give. Uh, my wife is included, by the way. Where you get Mine too. another coupon on top of that? <laughs> I shouldn't say this, but anyway, um, to get it on, to get discounts, and yet now it's on sale and people are avoiding it. It's just contrary. That's why what John says is so important. That now while you're putting money in, make sure you continue to put money into your 401k plan. Make sure you maintain the. A more aggressive discipline if it's appropriate for you uh, because or more uh, aggressive allocation if it's appropriate for you because you're buying it at a discount when you put money in each month you're buying your allocation at a discount so continue to do that and the flip side of that is running out of money and what john mentioned is that you want to maintain your purchasing power we have a system it's a it's a cash flow analysis that we use uh, utilizing Monte Carlo simulation. I don't want to get into a lot of detail with that. But what we do is we, we do a, a modest rate of interest, but we also include 2.2% inflation. So you want to make sure that when you're planning for long term, you know, you could screw up and live a long time. You could live 20, 30, 35 years after retirement, and you want to make sure that you don't run out of money. So that's why you have to plan for inflation. Sometimes people will eyeball it, and say that, yeah, it looks like I have enough. If I have a million dollars, I could take $40,000 out of that and never run out of money, Well, along with Social Security, pensions, and everything else. Well, the problem is that, that the cost of living goes up, and sometimes the pensions don't increase with the cost of living, but your, your income has to increase with the cost of living. So you have to plan for those types of things. Uh, this is all good stuff. I love the reminders. Of just the basics. Stick with it. I know it's tough, and these are the times that, you know, 
you've got to be disciplined. Okay, the stock market went down; it's volatile, but uh, you don't want to you don't want to get out of it. That that is definitely a good reminder. John White joining Jeff Kowal here on WISN and WIBA, the Retirement Clinic. Jeff, we've got the sexy segment coming up next. This is going to be a great one. Um, it's again, it's it's a nice family. That's just their name is nice, but it didn't turn out to be so nice. And there are some warnings at the end of it that I can say there are some things that you could do to make sure that this isn't you. I, I love the horror stories. Again, we can learn from those. <laughs> so we'll be right back with the horror story. Uh, uh, kind of contradicts the whole sexy part, but it, uh, it'll it fit in. And we'll continue with the Retirement Clinic. With John White and Jeff Kowal, I'm Paul Cronforce. We'll be right back. And we are back with that music. That means it's time for the sexy segment by way of background with the Kowal Investment Group's John White and Jeff Kowal. Jeff, it's about wealth management and preservation. And you said you got a doozy today. It's a horror story that we can all learn from. Well, this is this show is for everybody. This particular segment is for those with a million dollars or more. Uh, if you have $500,000 in your retirement plan, if you have $500,000 in other investments, if you have a million-dollar life insurance policy or $2 million, if you have uh, a home, if you have uh, inheritance, if you own a business, you could be at $5 million, $10 million, $20 million or more. So this segment is for you. This is an Ed Slot. Uh, I'm, I'm part of his uh, uh, Elite IRA Advisor Program. And with this, they go into some gory details about um, cases that were um, uh, in federal court, and this is uh, this is one of a Mary Ellen Kramer Nice versus the United States. This is uh, fairly recent, October sixteenth of twenty nineteen, and it, the, to set it up, it's a little bit detailed, but hang with me. A federal district court ruled that a taxpayer's estate was not entitled to a refund of over five hundred thousand dollars of federal taxes paid on income attributed to distributions from a taxpayer's IRA that were allegedly stolen by the taxpayer's son. The court ruled that the income tax was owed because the taxpayer actually received the distribution. Here's the background. Mary Ellen Nice and her husband were married 61 years. He died in 2002 and left behind substantial assets. Their son, Charles Chip Nice III, was named executor of the husband's estate, moved in with the mom, in 2007, Mary Ellen was diagnosed with dementia, and her condition progressively worsened. At that point, Chip allegedly began taking money from mom, engaging in fraudulent activities, having her take distributions from her IRAs, and then taking the money, diverting to his own benefit, basically had her drain hundreds of thousands of dollars from her IRA, um, and then he would blow the money. These tax returns treated the IRA distributions as taxable income to mom. In 2014, Mary Ellen's daughter, Julianne Nice, received temporary injunction against Chip, removing him from the home in the finance. So they kicked the, the son out. Then she, they went back and said, okay, we're going to amend our returns and try to get some of these taxes back because mom never really got the benefit of the money. Well, the court, as sensitive as it is, they, the, they acknowledged that. Uh, here, the, the court's decision is the IRS regulations indicate that actual receipt of income occurs when it's reduced to the taxpayer's possession. So mom actually got the money. 
acknowledging this, that the, the court, I mean, mom didn't know she got the money because she never saw it. She had dementia. She was in a declining state. And the son was blowing the money. And you can bet that the court is not set stiff. They said, too bad. You're not getting the tax money back because they tried to get a half a million dollars in tax money back. And the court said, the plaintiff requests that court find this matter that the received, I'm going to try to simplify this, Fail simply said that they didn't prove that she never received the money, so would it was misappropriated. The court said, mom got the money, too bad, so sad. Yeah, and well. they can't, so, you know, the, 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 the warning for this, or maybe something you can look at, how do you avoid something like this? We can't, and Paul and I were talking about this is kind of a, a bad move on part of the son, and he had a, a, a nice term for it. Paul had an interesting term for it. But it's, uh, <laughs> it, it's not a good move. Not to be repeated on the air. That's right. <laughs> so it's not good for the, to, for the kid to take the money from his mom's IRA, rip the money out, uh, not pay the tax on or, you know, uh, uh, blow it so that mom never got the benefit on it. But the nice case is a dramatic illustration of the crucial role that an advisor can play as a watchdog in family finances. And this is uh, an engaged and attentive financial advisor could have noticed that she was taking out large distributions that were allegedly stolen right under her nose. And, you know, a lot of times we have, we're sensitive to it. We see the clients all the time. We can sense, and we're not always right. And, but, you know, if there's elder abuse or fraud going on, if you have an advisor, and as Ed Slot puts it, he says, by contrast, the trillion-dollar fund company is just an order taker. They're not going to know whether there's a relationship with the family, whether the kid actually is doing something for the benefit of the mom. But a financial advisor who works with them on a regular basis has a relationship with the family. That's a reason to have that type of relationship. And on a, on a more pos positive note, not just for criminal activities, but a lot of times what John and I see is that there will be one spouse that typically uh, makes the financial decision. And the other spouse, not that she's disinterested, but just relies on the one spouse to make the financial decision. Having a relationship with a retirement specialist, somebody that works with you, knows you, loves you, cares about you and your success, they'll know that if the spouse, let's say the husband, the husband passes away, he's been making all those financial decisions, and now the wife has to take care, care of all the finances. If they know us, they trust us, they like us, we've always worked in our client's best interest and would continue to do that, they know they're taken care of. So just, you know, as opposed to, as Ed Slot puts it, a trillion-dollar fund company that's just an order taker. You're not going to get that kind of personal attention from a trillion-dollar fund company. Uh, that's all good stuff. And Jeff, just talking about, I think you brought up some good points about one spouse doing most of the planning and the other spouse just going, that's fine. That's you got that. I'll do this. You know, in my house, the joke is I cut the grass and I take out the garbage and Dawn does everything else, which is true. <laughs> However, yeah. when a client, when it comes time to something as important as your retirement plan, your finances, we don't have time to get into details, but in a state plan, a good trust and putting, as they say, Jeff, all your affairs in order is a good idea, yet most Americans don't do that. They don't do that. And working with an estate planning attorney as well, these are the types of things that 
and the government is, is more sensitive to it and, and us as, as advisors. And this is the sweet spot of where we work. People are, who are close to or already in retirement. We're not going to spot every case of, of elder abuse. But if you could see that, um, uh, you know, the client is declining or maybe isn't as, uh, keeping a good record or, um, you know, there, is, there are other signs. You know, certainly taking out large chunks of money with, um, you know, with no real purpose. They're not going anywhere. Why are you taking out large chunks of money from your retirement plans, hundreds of thousands of dollars? That would be a red flag to us. And having that personal relationship, first of all. Secondly, always having a fiduciary responsibility and putting our client's interests first. We might notice something like that. The attorney doing a complete estate plan, that pays, it plays a big role as well. You had great advice years ago, Jeff. First off, we talked about this, and I know personally I asked you for some advice about an estate plan, getting a trust, and we followed through with that. We do have a uh, living trust right now. Um, you, it also gives you peace of mind knowing that who's my power of attorney. Um, I, I could say this. It's my oldest daughter, and we just felt yep. comfortable with that. Peyton is, is an adult. She's married, uh, and so is my youngest daughter. But you've got to name a POA. So we, we took care of that. Boy, it's a good feeling to get your affairs in order. You can make changes on those trusts right. al- along the way. And uh, you also said, Jeff, if your parents are still with you and you haven't had the conversation with them and they're getting up there in years, you had a good way to approach it, right? Uh, there's a certain way to ask and there's a certain way not to ask. Yeah, and John may have a comment on that as well. And I would say that a gentle way of putting it is that, uh, and just like with you, that I'm going through my finances and I'm updating my wills and trusts, Mom and Dad. When was the last time you looked at yours? So I'm looking at mine. I'm having mine done. When was the last time you took a look at yours? So it's not saying, hey, how much money am I going to get from you? <laughs> right. Even though that might be your intent. <laughs> well, that's really my question. But the nice way of asking it, have you yeah. looked at getting your affairs in order? And sometimes there's, if let's say it's a family of four kids. Maybe one child knows more than the other three. Maybe there's a black sheep in the family. Maybe they moved out of state. And there's a lack of communication. I know we got to take a break, but John White, what are your thoughts on all of that? Yeah, I think communication and transparency are the best, you know, kind of philosophies when it comes to estate planning and making sure that everyone knows what's going on. Um, like, this is who will be the executor when, when we pass on. This is how we're going to, you know, divide assets and you know, it it can be tricky though. There's no question about it. But I, I like the transparency, transparency, and the, and the communication. I think that's very it, important. It, it's almost funny, Jeff, because it's our family. These are our moms and dads and brothers and sisters, and yet sometimes you feel awkward talking about what could be an uncomfortable conversation that we never had. But it's one you need to to have. What what John said too, such good advice. Let's say you have a safe, and that's where you put your your trust or something. You know, you need to share that information with your power of attorney, with your children. Let's say both of us go uh, on a cruise and and the ship sinks. I don't know. <laughs> Worst case yeah. scenario, both parents are dead. A car accident. One spouse is gone. One's left. That other spouse needs to know where the trust is and how to handle things, who the attorney is, what's their phone number. Yep, and you spend all the money on putting together that trust to communicate so that everybody knows what your intents are, your intent, intentions are. Yeah, that, that sums it up. That's good stuff. That was a, a good, sexy segment as we take our next break on the Retirement Clinic. Now, remember, when we come back, John White is – well, John White's more on top of the social uh, – 
media thing than Jeff and I. So we'll we'll ask him to give all those Twitter handles and how to go to the Twitter machine, as we call it. Uh, but I know your website is awesome. It's thekowalway.com, thekowalway.com, or you can call the Kowal Investment Group at any time, 262-522-4040, And WISM Milwaukee, WIBA Madison. We'll be right back. I could listen to this song for a while. Guns and Roses wrapping up the retirement clinic. Welcome back with Jeff Kowal and John White of the Kowal Investment Group. I'm Paul Cronforce. And hey, John White, we've got some time here at the end of the hour. Show's almost over, but we haven't mentioned your webinars yet. Right. You know, we have arranged a special webinar for next week is Tuesday, May 19th. It's from 730 in the morning until 830. Um, and we have some of our top advisors on a panel, and we're going to discuss uh, the current U.S. economy, the CARES Act, the SECURE Act, Roth conversions, the importance of stress testing, and other hot topics that will affect your retirement. If you'd be interested in joining us for the webinar, please call Heather at 262-522-4040 or visit our website, thecoalway.com, and click on the Contact Us button in the top right corner and complete the contact form and that will that you'd like to include information about the upcoming webinar next week. So that phone number is the same as uh, any other question. The Kowal Investment Group has a website, thekowalway.com, or simply call 262-522-4040. Jeff Kowal, awesome show today with John White. This was fun, and John, good job. Thank you very much for joining us. Oh, my pleasure. Uh, and if you're close to already in retirement, if you have $750,000 or more in retirement assets, serious about your retirement planning, give us a call. We always have acted as fiduciaries. We always put our clients' interests first. So we care about your retirement. At this time, uh, you may be leaving your job. You may have been laid off and have to roll over a 401k um, or a pension plan uh, lump sum. Uh, that's a sweet spot of what we do. If you're anywhere from 50 to 90, uh, if you're close to already in retirement, if you're retiring or changing jobs, if you're not sure about the performance of your existing uh, advisor, um, give us a call. 262-522-4040, 262-522-4040, or go to thekowalway.com. That's the Retirement Clinic for this weekend on WISN and WIBA. Thanks for tuning in.